This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming to you after a uh, just an incredibly frustrating Eagles loss. We'll, we'll dive into it all, but obviously one that, you know, felt like it was there to be had and uh, and they weren't able to capitalize, execute, you know, play calling. We'll dive into it all. I just want to, before I get to you, I just want to off the top just quickly um, it, it hasn't been like officially official, but you know, Derek Gunn seemed to have it first. Adam Schefter tweeting out, um, Brandon, Brandon Graham, uh, torn Achilles done for the year. And yeah, you know, I feel like I, I can't do anything else, but just, just start quickly and just say what a unbelievably massive loss this is for the team. Um, on so many levels, you know, obviously his production, but, but his leadership that, you know, especially with this new staff, the whole thing, like just felt like he was such an important part of, of this kind of turnaround. And um, obviously, as any listener of this pod knows, my all-time favorite Eagle, number one ever, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks. It's a, it's a real a real gut punch uh, for the season and long term because obviously it could be a career-ending type of thing with this type of injury at this age and all that. But, um, you know, uh, just starting by saying, you know, we're thinking of you, Brandon. Get better soon, and uh, legitimately love that guy. And um, and you'll dive in at all. But Elliot, I felt like kind of you know if we're gonna start off, we should start off with the single most important thing that happened today. And it wasn't losing a game to the Niners; it was the Brandon Graham injury. Yeah, and what's interesting—not interesting is not the right word—but what I find with these injuries is sometimes when they happen in the game, they get a little overshadowed in the fact that there was a lot, like. Every, like we're going to talk about the loss and the fact that they lost the game and how they lost and all those things. And then it's sometimes like the fact that a player is out for the season doesn't kind of set in until like Wednesday or Thursday or even like two weeks from now. And it's totally. like, oh, yeah, that that person's still out. So um, I think there's two different ways to look at it to what you said. You know, 
I hadn't thought about career ending. I think it's maybe strong, but I don't know. I mean, he's old. It's a bad injury. You it's know, it's an Achilles. But- if it were an ACL, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. And look, it might not be. And and I don't want to count Brandon out. And if he thinks he can play again, I believe in that dude to do whatever it takes. We've seen him come back from tough injuries before. Obviously, when he was way younger and all that. But um, you know, you have to think it right. An Achilles injury at that age, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough one. You know. Yeah, and look, it. The players after the game were talking about it, and you know they talk about it. In a, it, I was taken aback at how somber they were about it. You know, like I knew that. I look, I've covered the team. Brandon's been, Brandon Graham's been on the team the whole time I've covered it. Like I've seen what you know, how much his teammates like him. I see the way he interacts with the media, just like all those things. He's been a captain, so you know, it. I was aware of what a big loss it was for the team, but hearing the teammates talk about it, uh, I, you know, I think it's kind of a real like gut check moment for this team you know I don't want to we'll talk about this a bit at the end of the pod like I don't want to say the Cowboys game is like make or break but you know this was a bad loss and then you know you lose Brandon Graham potentially lose Brandon Brooks like seasons could unravel quickly and I recognize the irony in that because in the last pod I was saying seasons can become special quickly (laughs) you know so like it just it is what it is no it is it is you're right like football is really a week-to-week league and has been for a long time and I was going to start the pod, and I'm happy you started with talking about Brandon. But I had to. Uh, you knew I had to. I mean, he's legitimately yeah, I mean, guy, like, yeah. I'm not, like, it's, Elliot knows it's not hyperbole. He's literally my favorite eagle of my lifetime. So, you know, yeah. it's what it is. Uh, so I was going to start by saying, like, will I ever get anything right? Like, am I the dumbest guy to ever cover <laughs> the Eagles? You know, so uh, I'm well aware that after the, you know, the mini victory lap I took last week that it didn't look look great today, but... Um, the interesting thing, I, I guess you just kind of want to just dive into it now, just big picture thoughts about the, about the loss. Yeah. Hold on real quick, just to round out the Graham thing and I'm sure it'll come up more, but, but just to get Brandon's tweet out there, I'm not, I'm assuming you saw it, but, um, yeah, to your point of like how these things can be a gut check thing, like at least from the Brandon perspective and Brandon tweeting out, we, we still about to shock the world. I will just be leading from the sidelines this year, working to be great for 2022. Appreciate all the love. And now is the time for guys to step it up. You have to find treasure in every situation. And obviously for him to have that mentality and that perspective at this point, an injury where, you know, he hopes to be back, but who knows, like is amazing. But also like, I do think with this guy in this situation, like he'll, he will be there and he will be a part of things. And, you know, you hope that maybe to your point, it can be a, a gut check for the good and not for the bad where you obviously lose him on the field, but maybe he's a rallying cry. Maybe it's a, a do it for BG type of thing that, that does have motivation. So we'll see. Yeah. But you know, and I'm not trying to sound like I believe that I do. And I do think he could be a rallying cry for sure, but it's just not the same as when a guy's on the field, you know, like he can be a leader and you know, Brandon is a different type of personality. So maybe, but it's just, it's a huge loss. Like, it's a huge loss on the field, but it is a huge loss off the field because there's just a difference. I mean, you know, yeah, I hate to always bring up Carson, but he's the main person that's happened over the last few years. Like, when Carson went down in 2017, he was still around the team. People talked about him like a leader. But, like, that's when Foles started taking over the team because Foles was on the field. You know, like, Foles was in the games. And so I, I just think that I'm sure Brandon will do the things that everything he can to remain, you know, part of the team. And I'm sure he'll be on the sideline once he's allowed to be and all those things. But it's just not the same. So it's just it's a it's a huge loss for the team. Yeah, it really is. And and again, for the fan base, for everything, I mean, you know, there. and, and I do think to your point about how somber it was, and, and it's surprising, I think it's because of just who this guy is, like, 
how infectious his personality is, how much he's grown into the leader role, how much he matters to everyone there. And then, you know, to this fan base, to, to everybody. I mean, he has the single biggest play in the history of the franchise. Like, everyone want to parse out, like, importance of stuff. Like, there's one play that's the single biggest in the history of the franchise, and that dude's the one who made it. Like, he's always going to have that kind of thing you know um, yeah so it's a big one it's a big one all right let's get into the game itself like you said just dive in obviously i think you know uh, in a macro sense as i mentioned in the beginning drink um yeah i was gonna say macro yeah, yeah. the uh you know it, it felt like a game Hold on, quick 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 timeout. i actually thought the funniest phrase that you could say that would be so on brand would be like in a macro sense, you know I believe cliches are cliches for a reason. And I think, of, <laughs> and I think, and I think above the shoulder is what matters for a quarterback. Yeah, like well, one day, are, I really hope things. you say those I, words. Well, yeah. When the opportunity comes, get ready because I'm gonna blow you All off right. your, uh, knock your socks wait. off. How about that? Um, but yeah, you know, I think in a macro sense, to me, it felt like a a game of missed opportunities early that ultimately spiraled away from them in the end. Um, and a lack of execution and a, and a tough day for Nick, which we expected, right? Some tough days for him along the way. Uh, yeah, you well, we expected were, it for sure. Yeah, I said I thought he might yeah. lose him a game or two along the way because he's a brand new coach to this. Like, I expect, I can't, and same thing with Jalen. Like, I expect these guys to, that's what I was talking about last pod with the, the dichotomy of Jalen Hurts. Now he's this 23 year old kid who's playing for his career right now, but is also, you know, 23 and doesn't have a ton of NFL experience and all that. So it's like a tough, spot and and you know you deserve to grow in this stuff but sometimes the league doesn't let you what were your overall takeaways from today and then we'll obviously dive into some of the specific stuff yeah i think if if you're jeffrey lurie if you're if you're howie you know i mean if you're just eagles fans like watching that game the thing the thing that was that had to be most frustrating about it was they didn't get outplayed like there are going to be weeks to your point and you know last week was my kind of mini victory lap like today you, you you know, you were right. Like, Sirianni cost him that game because he's a new head coach, like, flat out, right? But before we get into that, like, they were not outplayed by the 49ers. Like, th- this was not a game where Jalen Hurts had, you know, three interceptions or or the defense was really bad or, or something like that. Like, there are going to be weeks like that. Like, the Jaylen defense was, was great, by the way. Yeah, for, that, you know, right. for the most part, like, obviously a couple spots, but the defense was great. I mean, you figure the first two weeks of defense giving up six points and 17 points. Like, yeah. there are going to be weeks where the defense gives up in the 20s, like, for sure, right? Like, there's going to be weeks where they give up in the 30s. There's going to be weeks where Jalen Hurts is really bad. Like, Jalen Hurts was not really bad today. So, the fact that the defense was really good, the fact that I thought Jalen Hurts, and we'll have a longer discussion about him, but he, he wasn't, like, bad or at least terrible. Like, we can parse where he falls on, on the scale, but he wasn't a detriment to them, I didn't think. So, like... This was a game they should have won. It was at home. They're, they have so many chances in the game to go up early. Like the for, they have the 91 yard uh, completion to Quez Watkins. Like he's caught from behind. Which look, I get as a human, it's super hard to run really fast for like 80 yards. But I'm also like, your whole thing is speed. I, I like to get caught from behind. Like well, it is and what also it is. I tweeted at the moment. Obviously afterwards, you know, people you know were talking about it too. But the idea that a 91 yard play wasn't a touchdown. I mean. It's I'm insane. guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing that can't have happened that many times in NFL history. Like they said in the broadcast, you were obviously at the game, but they said in the broadcast, longest play in the NFL this season. That 91 right. yarder, not a touchdown. It's just weird. You know, it's a weird one. So, so that sequence of plays, which was which lost them the game. Like that sequence of plays lost them no the game. No so, doubt. So the the first one, first you get a penalty, which at the time you're watching it and you're like, okay, well they're definitely going to score. So like that's silly, but whatever. But they get the penalty. And then they get the, I thought, like, not a great 
not a super great call in the end zone on the interference. Like, I guess you could have called it, but I didn't think it was like an egregious, uh, an egregious foul. So then they get first and goal at the one. And it's just a disaster from there. Like, how do you not just sneak that in with Jalen Hurts? Like, that was this my is where first I thought, thought, dude. My first. And yeah. it looked like they tried to. And then they got the penalty. And then, like, ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is where I thought Sirianni was at his worst. Like, don't get too cute. Like, you have a mobile quarterback. Just run him in. Run him in a few times, right? Like, and then also the offensive line, the fact that they ran it with Miles Sanders once and they didn't get in there. Like, that's not a good look either. So, you know, there's just so many opportunities you can waste away like let's say they should have scored a touchdown there that's seven points the 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 touchdown to Jalen Rager there's another seven the blocked field goal that's potentially another three like they they could have been up in this game like 17 to nothing like it's not crazy to think that that could have been the case but against a team that and the Niners I I still don't think are that good but against a team that is as at least you know decent I mean look they're two and oh now uh, you can only and they're, do this and they're so way long. better than the Falcons, even though the Falcons are hanging with the Bucks right now. I was gonna but say anyway. the Falcons, yeah. yeah, the Falcons are hanging with yeah. the Bucks, but I didn't think the Niners looked that good. But no. re- regardless, yeah, regardless, like you can only let teams hang around for so long until it comes back to kill you. And I think that's you know whatever you think the Eagles are gonna finish, like you have them at more eight or nine wins, seven, eight, nine wins, whatever. I have them at you know not you know ten, eleven wins, like nine type of thing, like. These are the games that come back at the end of the season where where you go, okay, they're they're two games back because they lost this very winnable game to the Niners. Like it was a very winnable game and and they blew it. Like and and when I say they, I mean Sirianni. Like I didn't think Sirianni I didn't think his game plan coming in was very good. I didn't like how much they ran it early on. I mean, that's a weak Niner secondary there. Like, go take advantage of it. I didn't like the play calling. I wasn't, you know, he was not as aggressive on fourth down today, which I was okay with, but it was a big shift from last week. Like, it just was not a good showing from Sirianni. The, yes. the, the play on third and six where he – it was like – I think it was the first drive, yeah. third and six. He runs Miles so Sanders that, up the middle. Like they, You literally read my mind. That's why you're the best in the business. I Amen. was going to say, let's talk about Hurts in a minute. We need to start with the person who shares the most blame or holds the most blame for today's loss, and that was Nick Sirianni. And, again, there's blame to go around. But, um, I mean, Sirianni had a bad day, like flat. And like I told you, I mean, we talked about this heading into the season. Is That was part of the reason I was on the lower end of the projections compared to you in, in that I expected Sirianni to just have some rough days and that I you know how much I believed in him. I mean, we, we kind of argued about – how much I believed in Nick Sirianni was like, you know, yeah. but but I I knew that he's going to have these type of games. It's a first-time head coach, much less NFL head coach. Like, it's there's so much going on in these games, and there's so many decisions to be made, and there's so many play calls to be made, and it's just, it's tough, man, and you need experience, and his first game went perfectly, and his game plan was perfect, and he read it right, and this one he didn't, you know, and he came in, to your point, with a... A bad game plan, and and maybe some of those were were Hertz decisions with the the ride and decide at certain times where they yeah. ran the ball a little too much and whatnot. I'm sure that's a possibility. But you know, even Sirianni took it on the chest. He was like, you know, I, I wasn't good enough. And to your point, particularly in the red zone, like just particularly. And I had no problem with them going for that fourth down in that spot we were just talking about. And I like the idea of a trick play. Like I think, you know, I have no problem with you, you know, throwing, you know earmuff shit at a wall in that type of situation really trying to come up with something that I mean look the Eagles did it in the Super Bowl and it worked so I'm good with it it just they didn't execute and and other than that like the entire game plan was 
again, to your point, just just so many runs coming into a game where you knew that Niners secondary was deficient and you knew you had some mismatches, some opportunities, and Jalen didn't come out throwing the ball well. He missed some early throws, a couple, you know, kind of a little soft throwing into a couple holes and um, a couple short deep balls, but eventually found his, his kind of groove there, and I think that they should have been airing it out more. Like, I just, Elliot, I'm, I'm, I didn't understand the game plan, and I didn't understand the in-moment decisions. It just felt, and, and again, to your point, particularly in the red zone, like disastrous play calling in the red zone, and, and that's what lost them the game. Again, to your point, who knows how this game plays out if they're up 17 nothing or 17-7 at the end of the first half and set it down 7-3, and then they come out beginning of the second half with that drive, and it's just, it's nothing, and, and it's like it was over, it felt like. And I know they fought back at the end, but it was over, and... Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just, I, I think, and we'll get to Hurts in a sec, but I, I think this game, Nick Sirianni is the biggest reason they lost this game today. Well, what's interesting that you said is, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around. And I, I mean, I guess, but. There is, man. They didn't I, execute I know, man, well like, either. They didn't execute well either. There were certain spots, like, you can kind of spread it around. But I mean, yeah, Jalen wasn't great today. I thought Jalen was okay. I thought he had some nice moments. But, I mean, he wasn't great. He had some throws that he missed. He underthrew some balls, you know, um, kind of couldn't get into some tight windows. So, you know, I, I didn't think Jalen was great today. I thought he was okay. I thought he yeah, so, was worse. But I, I do think they executed poorly as well in certain spots, certainly offensively. The defense, well, I got very few bad things. They had two drives, essentially. I have very few bad things to say about the defense. Yeah, and even though even the drives they let up were like twelve and fifteen plays, were huge you know, drives. Like, like they got worn yeah. down. It happens, you know. And the Niners have good playmakers, and and Kyle Shanahan, like you know, you're he's going to get a couple. They held them to freaking seventeen points. Like it's not their fault. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about Jalen, I want you to let me know if you think I'm being too soft on him. And I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about like how would we discuss this game if Carson played it. But but let's before we get to that, like. You said that you were okay with the trick play on fourth down. You know, when whenever you're a play caller, like if Doug, if the Philly special didn't work in the Super Bowl, we would look at it as one of the all-time dumb calls, right? Because it's like, what are you doing? You know, but like it worked. So it's an all-time great call. And so, yeah, if it worked today, I think everybody would be saying, you know, like, oh man, like that's Sirianni. He's an aggressive play caller. Like, look how well coached they were to do that, blah, blah. But like, I didn't like the decision to go with a trick play there. And again, with the caveat of knowing if it worked, we'd be on here saying what a great call it was. But, like, like you, you've already tried to, you, you know, like, you've already passed over the, the obvious thing a few times. And I know when you're on the third or four, you can't really, like, uh, you can't run a quarterback sneak. But, like, run a quarterback draw. Like, just roll Jalen out. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was getting too cute. And then also, Greg Ward, like, why do you just throw it out of bounds? Like I, yeah, I was surprised. If nothing else, it's fourth down. Take a shot. Like I know you're trying to. Like what are you doing? Like just throw it into tight coverage. Like that was the weirdest. Yeah. Thing. Like I'm what are you so worrying about you. your passer rating? So with like, you. you know. So with you. And I yeah. and look, I'm with you. Like look, if that's on Sirianni in the sense that they look like as soon as the play happened, it felt like they had no chance to execute it properly, and that's on execution. But I like the concept of in that situation again because we've seen it work. But I agree, yeah. they just executed it poorly. But but let's get to Hurts, because we both agree Sirianni had a bad day and a bad game on multiple levels. And also, real quick before we get off Sirianni, the, the timeout usage at the end was really weird. Like, I've yeah. never I've never seen a coach do that, and I don't know if there's some analytical thing that maybe that was Eagles-driven. Well, we he was he did was he, asked Did he address that? Yeah. It, can you explain it to me real quick, and then we'll move on to Hurts, because that was really yeah. weird to me. And it you know, left him in a spot at the end where they were able to finish the clock at. What were you going to say? 
Well, I was going to say I could read his answer. Yeah, go for um, it. Sure, sure, sure. All right, let, me, let me pull it up. I know who asked it. Okay. All right, so the question was, what information supported taking timeouts before five minutes left in the game? Here's what he said. Sirianni, we were down two scores, and we wanted to make sure that we had enough time to score fast and get another possession. I thought we did a good job. Jalen did a great job on that drive, getting us into the end zone fast. So it's just saving enough time to put yourself in a position to have two possessions. I would do that again every day the way we did it. I know obviously we want to get a stop on defense to get the ball back, but give them credit. I thought that was a good call by Kyle on the pass to get it to third and one, and then they converted. So I think his logic is somewhat good, but the, the, flaw, in is, the flaw in it is like, I mean, the offense You can't worry about quickly, two possessions. Yeah, exactly. You need to like... I mean, you have to get to, and not you can't worry about two possessions, but you can't like you can't put yourself in a situation where you you don't have any outs left. Like, yeah, yeah. A, a, a onside kick might not be a good out, but it's an out. You know, like, now, I, like I will say, like the the second and nine pass they gave up, like that is on the defense. Like tough. if they stop them I, there, I agree. you know, it's a whole different situation. And who knows? You save more time, gives you more time to operate. I get it. Look, I I'm yeah. not killing it. It was just strange. But let's get to Hurts because I think you might be a little light on Hurts. Look, I know the offensive line let him down at certain spots today, and I know that, you know, I think Sirianni let him down a lot of spots, but I certainly didn't – I didn't think Hurts was bad today. Look, he didn't make any mistakes. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't do anything where it was like lost them the game. But I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he won them, you know, had a chance to help win them the game in any real spots. He missed some throws. He made some nice reads, and I thought he was solid. So where I disagree with you slightly, so actually maybe I don't because I think solid is a is a pretty good. You way know, to put maybe it. I would say like slightly less than solid. I would go more on the negative side than positive side of solid, but like around solid. You know, I mean, I'm certainly you know he wasn't good. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, I think what's interesting about Jalen, the more we watch him, is and it's only been six six or seven starts, and I think that certainly factors into how you grade him. But like he doesn't let the game get away from him. Like he's very. It's kind of like his personality in the way that. You know, he's not too high, not too low. And just like he, you know, he didn't have any turnovers today, right? Like that could have made things go super ugly. Like if Carson was a quarterback, Carson's definitely turning the ball over today. And then, you know, then it's 24 to three instead of 17, you know, like whatever. Right. So uh, the fact that he didn't, he turned it, he didn't turn it over. I thought was obviously very good. I thought he did make some really good throws. Like the throw to Quez Watkins was really good. The throw to Jalen Rego was really good. The throw to Goddard uh, at the end of the game to get them to like the two was a really good throw. The 40-yard pass to Quez Watkins was a really good throw. So I think there were a lot of positives. But ultimately, where where I kind of you know don't give him a, a B or whatever is that they only scored three points and you're the quarterback like and and that falls well, on they you got 11 11 sorry my bad 11 right they yeah. they, they got 11 points but either way not enough like to my point before if your defense holds that Niners team to 17 points you should win that game absolutely now this is what i think ties into sirianni too though like and who knows maybe jalen checked out of the plays but like they did run it a lot you know they like did. they kind of and I, i'm with you again i i can't defend it again we don't know what was whose decision but like I definitely felt like, and again, you know, I'm I'm all in on Hurts. I this this game does not change my opinion of the guy, but you know, going up against a, a secondary like we talked about, it felt like there were throws left on the field. It felt like there were a couple spots where he had open receivers and either underthrew it or didn't kind of zip the ball in there quite enough. And again, I'm I'm not killing him for it, but I just I, I didn't think he was great. I thought he was you know okay today. So I think after each game, maybe we'll have to do this. Like, 
because maybe the Eagles are doing it too. Like we have to ask ourselves, do you feel better or worse about Hurts? And I don't know what my answer would be to that about after this game because on one hand, you know, they did only score 11 points, but like that drive to get the touchdown at the end was like pretty much all him. You know, he just like ran the ball the whole the whole way down the field and then he had the nice throw. And then, you know, like I said, he did have those nice moments. So on some ways, I, I feel if I had to pick like one or the other, I would almost pick better just because I did think he threw the ball well. And I do think the play calling was the main issue. So I, I don't know. Like, but then to, to what I said earlier in the pod, like if Carson played this game, how would I grade him? But like Carson was also a fifth year quarterback. So I think that matters too, you know? Oh, it absolutely does. And that was my point. That's why I wouldn't say like, I don't feel like, I certainly don't feel better about John after this game, but I don't feel like much worse. Like, I don't feel like, you know, it's like, again, my point was I'm not, I'm not killing him for this. Like, I think yeah. he's 23 years old and it's his sixth start in the NFL, you know? And, and it's against a smart team, a, a team that's talented. I mean, there are guys on that defense, like, even though the secondary is beat up, like, I mean, Nick Bosa is a high-level NFL player. I was talking about blue-chip guys. Like, Nick Bosa is a blue-chip player. D. Ford is maybe not blue-chip, but close to blue-chip. Fred Warner is a blue-chip player. I mean, Tart yep. is a very good player. I mean, they have good players. So it's not like this was like some scrub defense. I just think that, you know, call it like I see it. I thought Jalen was okay today. You know, what's I, crazy is they did move the ball against them. They did. Like, and think, one again, but you have to convert. <laughs> you have to be able to. Yeah, in, for in, sure. Especially in the first half. I mean, you have the ball twice inside the five-yard line. You don't get a touchdown out of either of those. I mean, that's a point out of either. I mean, that's tough. That That's no, tough for sure. stuff. Yep. So, and, and I think that has to come back to Jalen on a certain level. All right, let's get to some of the other stuff that kind of, unless you have anything else on Jalen before we move on. Well, I guess just my, my thing would be like, so do you feel better or worse? Like, you know, go one If I other. had to choose one, I would say like this 0.01% worse. But I feel the same. Okay, so you're basically at like 50-50. Yeah. Like you're, you're I, down I, the No, middle. I yeah. believe in Jalen. I, I, no, no, sorry. I, I mean the I've, game on the game. It didn't change you one way or the other. No, that's my point. Again, like yeah. I'm not going to – again, I – while I understand that his career is on the line, like I've talked about many times, like I still understand that he's 23 years old and it's a six start and – you know, his coach sucked today, and, like, there's a lot of, you know, I, I'm just, I need to see him play more games in this. But but I am in on yeah. Jalen Hurts. I think he's going, I think he's got it. And I don't know if he'll end up being great, but I think he's uh, an NFL starting quarterback for sure, and I think he has a chance to be a great one, you know. So, you know, I, I'm not going to let a game like this, you know, change my opinion based on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep, that's where I'm at. All right, um... Let's get to let's stick with the offense and then we'll we'll talk defense. But um, a few guys who kind of flashed in different ways today. Um, tough day for Devonte. Just seemed to always kind of get some short throws, some difficult spots. But um, Quez, obviously the huge play, and and Rager, you know the good and the bad, right? Got open, made that catch, but you know as Nick Sirianni talked about, you know technique, you know was in a position where you get pushed out of bounds, and that kind of comes back to bite him. Um, what were your thoughts on the wide receivers as a whole today? So first, like that rule is dumb. Like we talk a lot about I've the rule. I've always hated it. Always hated it. Yeah, like the rule where if you fumble it out of bounds, the other team gets a ball. Like that's a dumb rule. Like there should be much more of a spirit of the rule with this, where like your whole body has to be out of bounds, or like both feet. You know, like t- that type of thing. Like that. Like the half of his foot touched out of bounds twice. You know, like I don't know. I think it just in general it's a dumb rule. But I thought that that was still a good play from Rager. I you know the the coaching 
point on that clearly is you got to keep your feet in bounds. But he fought through. He made the catch. And, you know, I thought for Reger that that was a positive. Um, Quez Watkins obviously had a had a great game. Um, they should really target him deep more. Like, he's a legit He's a legit deep threat. Yeah, um, he has to be a he is you, again. Uh, you know, Devontae Smith is we both think going to be a star, but it's not like this offense. And I like the pieces more than I thought I would, but they don't have like dynamic, athletic threats on this offense that much. Quez is that. Yeah, agreed. Now on some of the deep stuff, and this is kind of getting back to Jalen a little, but I. You know, the, like people are saying the balls weren't thrown. I guess they were, but like on the one to Devontae, he got hit as he threw it for sure. Um, and then the other one, I guess he could have set his feet and thrown it better. So that one was underthrown too. But you know, it seemed like they were getting open, right? Like Reger had a step on the on the uh, one deep pass. There was a throw that Jalen made, Jalen Hurts made that I thought Reger could have gone gone up for it more. Um, there were two actually. There, there was the one deep down the field that I thought he could have gone up for it, and he didn't. And then there was one along the sideline where Hertz threw it, and it looked like Reger wasn't expecting it, and he just kind of like stopped running. Do you remember this play I'm talking about? Vaguely, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. It was in the I, I fourth quarter. Did. Yeah, yeah. So thought the receivers were, were fine overall. One thing I was surprised at was like the tight ends weren't very involved. Like, That's why I was going to get to next. Yeah, like not, yeah. neither of them. Like I think Goddard had one catch. And I don't know if Hertz had any. Yeah, and then well, I mean, Goddard had the one at the end, and then they, like Ertz had the target, I guess, in the in the end zone, if I'm not mistaken, on the uh, on that fatal you know red zone series. But yeah, I mean, the offense just overall, like after after the Atlanta game, where it looked like they had such a concise plan on what they wanted to do, it was just it was not that today. I think I think it was a combination of coming in, the game plan wasn't good, and then it was also poorly executed on the fly, and. Going into this game, I said I thought that if they played poorly, it would be because of Jalen and not because of Sirianni, and I was wrong. You know, like it was because of Sirianni, and Jalen holds his blame, but it was it was definitely Sirianni. All right, quickly, you know, not much to say about the running game. I think it was more, you know, it was fine. I thought Miles had some nice runs. I thought they ran it too much. Gainwell obviously is, um, you know, they no Boston Scott again. I think it's interesting to say, but yeah, um, but offensive line wise, the Brooks injury, what you saw from Dickerson. Dickerson guys, obviously I don't want him to have to play because of injuries, but I thought at least from what I saw, it looked like Leonard Dickerson did a really nice job in the little bit I saw from him, um, or a little bit I paid attention to. Um, but, you know, obviously the injury to Brooks. What's your read on the Brooks thing and, and what you saw from, uh, you know, so, Landon? Yeah, it seems like Brooks going to be out, I would say, you know, quite a bit. Like it's a pec injury and it's either going to be a strain or a tear. And we'll probably find out more about that on Monday. But my guess is Dickerson plays at least next week um, against Dallas. And it's hard to tell, you know, with any offensive lineman live, like normally if you can tell how an offensive lineman is playing live, that means they're having like a terrible game. And I didn't think Dickerson really stood out. And that's probably positive for a guard. I didn't think the overall line play got worse when Dickerson was in there as opposed to Brooks. So I would say overall probably a net positive this week. Lane Johnson talked about it that this week Lane Lane will get targets. I mean not targets. Lane will get reps with him. Um, you know, in practice, so that that'll make things better. But yeah, I mean, I think this is look. It's a big moment for Dickerson, and I talked about it uh, with Ike, and I think I brought it up on the radio show with you. Like, you know, we'll see. Like, if Dickerson plays really well. I don't think it's like a guarantee that they're just going to throw Brooks back out there. Like whether or not right decision, wrong decision, whatever. Like if Dickerson's playing really well, I think they might just keep him out there. So this is a, you know, it's a big stretch for him. No, it's a really fascinating point. And obviously it depends on how long Brooks is out and all that stuff. But um, 
I don't know. I I think you know. I, I I'm I'm obviously upset that Brooks is hurt, but I'm excited to see Dickerson play. I'm obviously you know we we joke around and stuff, but I really I love that pick. Like I I and we argued about it in the moment, and I. I just thought this kid was special, and I thought that, you know, for that value where I know the injuries are a thing, but, um, you know, for that guy at that spot, it felt like he could be getting a really special player at a real value, and uh, I'm excited to see what he has. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to see the way that plays out. All right, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, again, just the two injuries in general to lose Brooks and, and Graham, obviously, in the same game is, is tough, but, but, and obviously you can't replace – you know, the leadership, the importance, the chemistry on the offensive line, all that. And certainly with, with BG, the, you know, what he means to everybody in the team and the franchise. But, you know, as we've talked about so many times, if you had to pick a spot to lose a player from, it's it's the two lines. Like, that's the spot where they are the deepest. Which brings me to Derek Earmuffs. Stop fucking making stupid fucking plays, stupid penalties in big spots of games, Derek, because you're not, like, the worst player ever, but you keep doing this dumb shit. Okay, I'm done. Like, but seriously, like, so Derek Barnett, obviously, is going to be a far more important part of this team, Elliot. What do you see about replacing Graham there and, and the Barnett thing? Yeah, well, you're right about Barnett, first of all. I mean, seriously, like, dude. I, like, that was so dumb. Like, so dumb. I mean, the, the interesting thing about Barnett is if you had to, like, say over the last two seasons what do you remember most about him i think it would be the penalties like there's the hit no against question. green bay Elliot, you know the hit against no green bay that he had the hits today like it's just like it and it's it's pointless like the one he does today where he just runs up and hits the running back like i uh, yeah so i thought yeah that's it's brutal i mean look there's probably a reason they extended josh sweat and not him you know i mean like yeah and i mean i think josh sweat's more talented too at least as a pass rusher but yes yeah, a nice rush for today. sure i think there's no question you know? Yeah. So, uh, and you know, you're right that if you had to pick a position, like ends probably it, but you know, the depth only goes so far. Like yep. Brandon Graham's a very good player. So I guess now you're probably going to see more of Kerrigan, more of sweat, more of Barnett. I mean, maybe Milton Williams, you know, plays outside a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big loss. Uh, Teron Jackson, the rookie, I guess is going to get out there, but overall, I mean, you know, and we, we don't have to have the Kyle Shanahan debate again, but like the, the defense, I thought, won the day against the 49ers offense. Like, they shut them down. And even when the Niners got stuff going, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like three, four, you know, drive plays where they were just getting down the field and guys were wide open. Like, they had the big play to Debo Samuels that, you know, I think it was at the end of the first half that clearly was, you know, a breakdown and a good play by the Niners. But outside of that, it was kind of like dinking and dunking. It was converting third downs. They got them into a lot of third downs. I mean, at the first two drives, they had them into like a third and 10 and a third and 14. Overall, the Niners six of fourteen on third down, so a little little less than fifty percent. Um, three hundred six total yards. Eagles actually ended up with more yards than uh, they did. I mean, the not the Niners ran sixty eight plays. Like they really had to work for every yard they got. And yeah, so two through game through two games, the the defense has only given up twenty four points, twenty three points, something like that. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the defense went well enough to win. And it's just hard when the offense is giving you so little to continually not give up these points. And, and the fact they only ended up giving up 17, I thought, was big. What did you think of the the play with the fumble with Kayvon Wallace? And, yeah, that you know, kind of sucks. Like, I get it, but, like, it didn't look like he was leading with his head. It just looked like he put his head down and, like, the guy kind of dove into it. But, like, whatever. Kayvon had some – I like the kind of energy he plays with. He plays with some fire, but – 
I think, honestly, for me, defensively, I thought, you know, at times the D-line struggled today. I thought Javon Hargrave was unbelievable. Like, you ta- you called Early it. Early on. Like, you Early called on, it. I mean. Yeah, and obviously he wasn't as good later, but I think they kind of tired out, especially that, like, 16-play, 15-play drive, whatever it was. Right, but, yeah. But um, I-, I was really impressed with, with the corners. You know, I thought I thought Darius Slay and Steven Nelson, especially Nelson, like, I thought they had a great game. You know, I, I really well, – was impressed with those yeah. guys going up against, you know, speedy guys at times. Well, the other thing when we talk about like missed opportunities on offense, I mean, Anthony Harris dropped an interception. There was that fumble. Yeah. We it just was a tough about one. The Anthony Harris one was tough, but, but it would definitely could have been picked. Yeah. I mean, two years ago, he was a franchise safety. Like you have to make that play. And then also Steven Nelson had an interception. He could have had, and I agree. He played well, but like he had that interception no along the sidelines. Yep. So, you know, through through two games, as good as the defense has been, they have not forced a turnover, and they've had multiple. No, it's a great point, Elliot. Three Elliot, today, it's a great so point. you're right. It's yeah. an important thing. You're right. Um, all right, a uh, couple quick notes from me, and we'll see if you've got anything else quickly. Uh, we don't need to go into it too much, but very in on new punter guy. Uh, Aaron, yeah, he's Aaron good. Simmons is good, man. Like he's directionally, especially like the dude's good. Yeah, I think you know we joked in the uh preseason kind of like we'll learn his name you know once once it matters and i think we might be getting close to having to yeah. learn how to pronounce his I name think it's because Aaron Sippus. i'm in I'm, I'm i'm learning it uh, i he's, all right he's good man he's good <laughs> very been... bad play very bad play by mcpherson yeah by the way i know i know tell me about that it. that was brutal yeah. but uh yeah no the punter the punter looks good punter looks good um what else uh did i have oh yeah um let me just scan through my notes. I, this is thrilling stuff on the pod as I scan through. Well, while we're talking, the, yes. the Cowboys, the Cowboys, two-minute warning, tied game. Oh, the buddy. Cowboys are driving. Oh, so. buddy. So let's uh, let's hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Um, the uh, I guess the last thing I have is uh, um, Carson Wentz still bad and got yeah. hurt. And got hurt, Elliot. So he did not finish the game. His backup came in and threw a pick like immediately. I don't know if you've heard anything about the injury. Uh, let's hope for the best for him playing because I really I'm feeling good about this being a high pick if if we can get the, the once percentage up. But um, you know, it's Carson. I mean, the good news is he still played like probably ninety five. Yeah, no, no, for this game, today, especially because so. the guy threw the pick, so it was a quick drive. I think he only took like three snaps. So yeah, you know, I, I don't good, think Carson's gonna miss time. I mean, we'll see, not. but. I would be surprised. And look, Carson doesn't want to miss time. Like that's an interesting dichotomy kind of like situation yes, that's going on there. It's like right. Carson's extremely sensitive about missing injury time, you know? So like he's going to do everything he can to get out there and they legitimately might be like, Oh, and five. I oh. mean, you know, they, and look, their, their the dolphins games- lost 35 to nothing in a two, like pick watch and Tua yeah. got hurt. We'll see what happens with that. You know, I hope he's okay. Obviously you not, know, but like, and I don't, you know, I'm not a big Tua guy anyway, but, um, pick watch, you know, looking okay. It's Elliot. going well. Going yeah. well for them. Yeah. It's going well. All so. right. So, um, all right. Um, before we get to your final thoughts from the day and whatever, quickly, like just kind of looking forward now, because, you know, we'll see what happens with the Dallas game, whether they win or lose. It's going to be a massive game Monday night. And obviously, we'll talk about that all weekend. I think that, you know, after watching the NL- NFCs, I think, you know, I think it's fair to say that I don't know who's going to win the division. I think Dallas is, you know, has the best quarterback right now. And I think that, in my mind, gives them a leg up. But I think. You know, Washington Heineke is better than I thought. You know, I think I think that any of those three teams, I wouldn't. Washington's defense hasn't impressed me, but you know, I think Dallas, the Eagles, and Washington. If if at the end of the season it all came together for one of those teams, I wouldn't be shocked. 
Um, but where do you, how do you feel about, whoop, that's my phone. How do you feel about the Eagles? I opened up the ESPN app by mistake, so I guess I was some sort of commercial. Way to go, guys. I um, forgive you. Yeah. How do you feel about the Eagles right now, kind of after, you know, the one-on-one stars, the disappointing, frustrating loss today? Where are you at with the Eagles right now heading into week three in the NFC East and in general? I mean, look, the 11 wins, probably, you know, not, not feeling great about Touch that, high. you know. But, but like, they played two games, and I think that it is true that a lot of their wounds, wounds have been self-inflicted. I don't think they've looked outclassed by either of these teams. I think, in my opinion, they've looked like the better team in both games, and we can argue about that with San Francisco. But, like, I thought they outplayed San Francisco. They just came up small in certain spots. Like, so I, I still think that they are the – you know, I want to say the best team in the NFC East. I think the Cowboys might actually be the best team in the NFC East. That would be like my week two reaction. And I got to say, it's a tough spot next week for them. It's a very tough spot. Home opener for the Cowboys, sold out crowd, Monday Night Football. They're playing with the Chargers. They played with the uh, the Bucks. So, you know, we'll do a preview pod, but I think it's a tough spot for the Eagles next I agree. week. Which is why they really, need the, they really need the Cowboys to lose this game because then you would be tied at one and two. You know, like oh, none of the teams will be two and one. So, fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers crossed. Yeah, um, I mean the the dream lives on. The dream lives on. And hey, you know what? Like the Eagles didn't get blown off the field today. It it was frustrating, but they, it was a game they could have won. Like, and I think that for a lot of people coming into the season, you know, and whether or not we could debate how good the Niners are. Obviously, you think they're less good than others do, but for a lot of people, I think the way they look at the Niners. They thought this was a game the Eagles probably were not going to be that competitive in, and, and they were competitive. They just kind of blew it. So um, take that for what it's worth. You got any final thoughts, E? No. I mean, just kind of like, uh, man, they had such a such a chance today just to really, like, really make a statement. You know, like being down at the link, it was crazy before the game. I will say, a lot of Niners fans there. That's you know, weird. just putting that out there. A lot of weird. Niners fans. A weird. It was probably the most I've ever seen a fan base like take the wow. stadium over. That's like yeah. really weird. But um, I thought they had a they blew they they just blew it today. They flat out blew it. Like they win that game. They're two and zero going into Dallas. It looks like Dallas might be you know whatever. We'll see what happens with this. But like they blew it, and I think it's I think it's could come back to bite them. Yeah, it might it might you know. But um, look, big one coming up this week, and we'll talk about it a lot. And and uh, if they win this one in Dallas, you know it's a. Uh, it's a really interesting season, three games in. So either way, you know, obviously we'll uh, we'll dive into it all. Were you gonna say something? It sounded like you were ready. To oh no, no, in. no! Sorry. So to be honest, the Cowboys. I was listening, but also this game is about ten. So I'm like, you know, seeing if we're gonna be able to talk about it when it ends. But no, I agree. Look, look. At least they're competitive, right? I mean, I still think they're a good team. I still think they're able to win the NFC East. But like, at least it hasn't been ugly. Yeah, that thing's really. And uh, look, everyone listening knows what happened in this Cowboys game. We'll find out. We don't need to tell them at the end of a. Uh, That's a very good point. Yeah, That's why you're pod. the pro. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, better days ahead. I, I do believe that it wasn't. Fun day, but not the worst day ever. There's there's good stuff out, I think. So, um, uh, final thought is, uh, we love you, BG. Seriously, and I uh, get better. And um, you know, definitely, definitely a blow, but um, hopefully, this team can can use some motivation and move forward. And uh, and hopefully, the Phillies win tonight. That game just started. Yes, That'd be fun. The city could use it. So, keep uh, the hopes high. Yeah. Hey, there it is. Um, all right. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, for Elliot and James. We'll talk to you guys soon.